Hello and welcome to the Asian Seller Podcast. I'm your host Meghla Bhardwaj and today I have with me Steven Selikoff and we're going to be talking about what's next in retail. Hi Steven, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing Meghla? I am doing great. It's always a pleasure talking to you and I feel I learn so much from you whenever I have a conversation Steven. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so yeah, um, let's, you know, talk about what's happening nowadays in terms of retail, e-commerce, and there's so much change happening. I mean, 2020 has been a very transformational year for everybody <laughs> around the world. And um, I also want to talk about the upcoming Global Sources Summit next week. And uh, we've got a great lineup of speakers, and I'm super excited about your China sourcing workshop at the summit, which is something that has never been done before. I think it's the very first time that anybody's doing a six hour in-depth China sourcing workshop. So super excited about that. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. I am, I'm very excited myself. We have so much, so many things that are planned, things that are, are new even to veterans. So whether you're new to this or if you've been doing this for years, you're going to come away with with tips and tricks that you haven't heard about before. But the whole summit, I mean, this is the proper approach to take. And I'm going to use your word transformational because I don't want to use the word unprecedented anymore. I, I think that's been overused. It is transformational. I can't, I can't count the number of times that I see people talking about when things get back to normal. Well, normal is not going to happen what's next is going to happen. And that's, that's why this is so exciting. That's why the, the summit and the workshop are so important because you really do need to position yourself for what's next. And that's what we're gonna be doing. Exactly. So in terms of retail, Stephen, what are some of the trends that you are seeing out there, especially in the US? What's next in retail? Well, it's... Um, Retail is, uh, in-store retail is still huge. Mm -hmm. um, and slowly uh, stores are opening back up again, but because of the pandemic, they may close and so on. We're seeing that all over the world. Um, and in-store experience, brick and mortar stores have now started embracing a hybrid model that includes uh, curbside pickup, where people will go online, order something online, come to the store and pick it up. They're kind of leveraging that advantage they have over Amazon. Amazon itself is growing tremendously. Um, last week, they announced hiring another 100,000 people for Q4. Um, they have, um, interestingly enough, people talk about Amazon, their own brands and products they develop on their own. Amazon has developed their own COVID testing kit. And it's just for Amazon, for people working in the Amazon warehouses. So um, uh, they're very, very much aware of it. Um, and other retailers are now stepping up to the online game because they have no choice. So I think all of that is completely reshaped what's happening with retail. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And um, I think in, it, there are other marketplaces that are emerging and becoming you know, more popular. So Walmart, of course, 
is um, one of the marketplaces that stands out in the US. And um, I think around the world, um, what's also happening is that um, people are looking at other ways to sell online. So it's not, you know, just the marketplaces, people are looking at Facebook or Instagram and Pinterest. Um, Shopify. Shopify, exactly. Shopify is a great example. And, you know, just talking to sellers, I feel that sometimes sellers are, um, I mean, there's so many challenges selling on Amazon if you are a third-party seller. And that is also one reason why sellers are looking at alternative um, marketplaces and alternative channels so that they're not putting all their eggs in one basket. And I think that's going to increasingly become a trend uh, in, in the coming months and, uh, you know, in 2021. I was in the uh, train station in, um, uh, I think it was, I guess it was the Guangzhou train station just about a year and a half ago. And I'm in line behind a woman and I looked out and she literally has a gigantic basket full of eggs. And I, 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 I surreptitiously got a little picture of it out of the corner because I thought here's somebody who has all of their eggs in one basket, <laughs> not something you want to do. Exactly. But you're absolutely right. As sellers, we're seeing this from, from one side of the table. Mm -hmm. But what's fascinating is that consumers are also changing. Now, Amazon, uh, what, one of the amazing things that Amazon did when it came on the scene was it just built up people's trust. Mm -hmm. Before Amazon, if you told a stranger, oh yeah, give us your credit card and we'll have products to you in a week and eventually in two days and now one day, people say, no, that's, that's a scam. I'm not gonna trust it. Amazon broke through that people began to trust it, and they stayed to Amazon. And then eventually they started discovering Wish and even AliExpress and, and Amazon changed their, their processes um, and procedures so that they could address that. That's when they opened up um, uh, Amazon. They removed the prohibitions against Chinese sellers. That was mm -hmm. 2015. So Amazon wants to be the platform that people think about but customers are now thinking about other platforms, particularly younger ones. And the pandemic has given that, um, that, that gradual change has made it go faster. So now when people are thinking about well, I'm going to buy something online, they're not just thinking Amazon. They now have the trust that an unknown store, Shopify store, they have no idea who this person is or who the store is, but they, they transfer that same trust they have for Amazon onto Shopify stores. So now they're looking around and those stores and those brands can build up their own personality. You know, buy one pair of eyeglasses and we'll send a pair of eyeglasses to people who need help or need help reading or so on. And that personality and that trust combined, that's powerful, that's powerful. And of course, other retailers stepping in and trying to do that as well. Now has the, the consumer is no longer thinking only Amazon and there's no way Amazon combat it like they did with Wish. Um, they are literally, they're saying, okay, it's, this is a completely different world. It shocks people. If they go back and they look at the, the, the market statistics that Amazon has not grown as fast as e-commerce as a whole during the pandemic. And some places like Walmart, who grew by 100% last spring, well, Amazon, 
their their rate of growth lost ground to Amazon to uh, to Walmart. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're still the biggest, you know, biggest gorilla in the room, but customers are looking elsewhere. And as sellers, we have a great opportunity. And now I will use the word unprecedented, mm-hmm. an unprecedented opportunity. That's what's coming up next, and that changes what we're doing. People are talking about Amazon with a a two hundred unit limit right now. Yes, Amazon has a two hundred unit limit. What's the limit on your own Shopify store? What's the limit on you selling through Facebook? What's the limit through uh, for you selling through Pinterest? Why are you not looking at all of these? This is an exciting time. This is what you need to prepare for. Exactly, and um, you know this is one of the reasons one entire section during the summit is focused on developing an omni-channel e-commerce strategy. So uh, we've got speakers talking about Walmart, selling on Walmart. And even though Walmart is only for US-based sellers, there is a way for non-US-based sellers to sell on Walmart as well. And this speaker is going to be addressing that. I asked her what it is, but she wouldn't tell me. (laughs) So we have to join the, the, the presentation to find out. And um, then we also have somebody talking about Shopify, how to set up your first Shopify website if you have no idea where to start. So um, she's actually Nicole Whitman, who's going to be talking about setting up a Shopify store. And um, she she does trainings on, on these. She has a course that she offers on how to sh- set up um, non-Amazon you know, sh- uh, stores, not only Shopify, she does other um, channels as well. And then we've got somebody talking about Facebook Marketplace. I think that's such a huge potential that people are not really, yes, people are not really looking at it uh, closely. And Facebook is investing a lot in developing uh, Marketplace. And then they've also got shops now, uh, Facebook shops. That's uh, that's an emerging trend as well. And we've got Amy, um, Amy Wies and Taylor they're going to be talking about expanding your online channels beyond Amazon. So they are going to give an overview of what are the opportunities that are available to sellers. And the one that I'm most excited about is Zach Franklin from seller.deals. So he's going to be talking about Google shopping and Reddit. I mean, who thinks about selling products on Reddit, right? <laughs> but um, he's been doing some work on uh, Reddit and um, he's, he's had some success. So he's going to be sharing his experience. And he's also been working on Google Shopping. So that's a pretty exciting topic too. Um, yeah, so Absolutely. Got- I'm, I'm excited. Personally, I'm excited about all of them. Nicole, yeah. uh, my old partner, Amy. Absolutely, Zach. That's going to be a very fun one to watch. Yes. And then we've also got, uh, yeah, Walmart. So we've got Walmart, Shopify, Facebook Marketplace, uh, Google Shopping, Reddit. And then we've also, we're also talking about Amazon's global marketplaces. So we've got people talking about Japan, Singapore, India, and the newest kid on the block, Sweden, which was just launched last week, (laughs) Amazon Sweden. And then we also have um, somebody talking about Amazon Europe. So, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this entire section at the summit. Well, I, I think that the, the whole approach, looking at what's next mm-hmm. and getting yourself set up, that's just brilliant. Um, there are some pretty famous companies that are world renowned that grew out of frankly bad times. 
you know, FedEx is the, the big famous one and so on. But I know of uh, real estate companies that, you know, they grew because people took bold moves. This is the time for those bold moves. And you've got to know what those moves are. So, uh, and, and frankly, that's why I'm thrilled to be part of the Global Sources Summit. I mean, even though the workshop is, is separate, the whole, uh, the whole package is, this is not business as usual. Mm -hmm. This is where you step up your business. And this is where you make plans and strategies. And this is where your knowledge is going to drive those strategies to success. So yeah, this is the right thing at the right time. Yeah. And I think another challenge that people are going to face in the next year is Brexit. Um, of course, there's, uh, there's so many different Amazon marketplaces, e-commerce marketplaces in Europe. And um, anybody who's selling in Europe is definitely affected by Brexit. So... Um, yeah, we've got somebody coming in and talking about Brexit and what changes Amazon sellers, e-commerce sellers need to make in their businesses now to prepare for the change. And there are also some VAT changes that are um, going to that are going to be implemented in the new year. That's excellent. Now, I know that there's also some really great uh, workshops just on the practicalities of, of doing things right. Uh, there's the photography one, there's a PPC one. Um, I know I'm missing one. Um, copywriting. Copywriting. <laughs> yes. And I, that's the one I would learn the most from too. <laughs> yes, so what I've done is I've got three people who specialize, who really, they are the experts in their fields in these, in these specific areas. So I've got um, Ritu Java from PPC Ninja to talk about PPC. And she's actually doing a masterclass where she's going to show you step-by-step step how to implement certain PPC strategies. And, um, you know, she, this is what she does. She specializes in PPC and um, she literally lives PPC day in and day out. So who better to talk about PPC or give a masterclass than her? Um, and then we've got um, Anna Warren Gonzalez from the Philippines to talk about copywriting and do a masterclass on how to craft copy that really converts. And Anna is a wizard at words. I mean, she is so, uh, she's just wonderful. Um, she did a listing for me recently and I was so impressed with her listing. So she is a rising star. Yes. <laughs> I love um, that. Yes. And then we also have um, uh, somebody talking about photography and videos. And again, we're going to do a, a masterclass. So they're going to be giving specific um, action items and step-by-step -step, um, things that you can do to basically improve your photographs and your See, videos. This is, this, is, this is where I have mixed feelings. Mm -hmm. Because first of all, because my, my background back in the, the 80s and 90s was I was a photographer. I was a fashion yes. photographer. And, I think you've seen pictures of me with my long hair. Yeah. So I love photography, but I also, um, uh, soon after I first signed on to Amazon, I was invited into Amazon Vendor. Mm -hmm. And uh, an Amazon Vendor was like, great, we were in our own little secret club because we got to use videos and no one else did. <laughs> and now everyone can. Yes. So the, uh, the pressure to have your videos done well, to have them communicate, to have them, you know, affect a sale is so important, but it means that my little club is no longer so super <laughs> secret and exclusive anymore. 
<laughs> right. Um, also, Stephen, what are you seeing in terms of sourcing? You know, what are some of the trends and what do you think is next when it comes to sourcing? Well, I think right away, you, you mentioned a, a few of them when you're talking about where people are selling. Mm-hmm. And I see in Facebook groups, folks are saying, hey, we've got this 200 unit limit. When is that going to, to stop? Is it going to lift? People are looking at strategies about how to address that and how that impacts sourcing. Because people are saying, hey, I've got a 200 unit limit. I'm, how do I only buy 200? The MOQ is 800, 1,000, 3,000. Um, so that of course impacts sourcing as well. But the reality is if you have multiple platforms, then you're not looking at that 200 limit. That 200 limit is Amazon. But then if you also have Shopify and Pinterest and Facebook and Google Shopping and so on, now you've got multiple channels. And in the uh, in our workshop, we're going to show you how to take that beyond your imagination. Um, we've got numbers that will blow you away and real life products that um, life changing purchase orders. So where you're not even talking about um, uh, 200 unit limits anymore, how do you reach the MOQ? You're looking at how do I bring on, how many multiple factories do I need to bring on just to fulfill single orders? That's how far things can go. But in order to do that, you need to address that at the beginning. You need to address that with your sourcing. So. The changes in quantities will impact the changes in sourcing, the conversations you have with your suppliers, and then what you do with the products. How do you source the products differently? How do you package them differently so that you can uh, sell across multiple platforms and so on? So all of that needs to be addressed, but that's, that's why we're here, 2021. From this point forward, things are going to be different. It's not the same game anymore. This is an exciting time. And this is a time to set up your strategy and be bold. Exactly. I think what's also happening in China is that um, a lot of people are, of course, looking for alternative markets to source from as well. So where be China, um, India or Vietnam, Indonesia, Mexico, Turkey, Mexico, Taiwan, Taiwan, Turkey. The other day, somebody was telling me. Oh yeah. Um, so how? I had is, some. I yeah. talked to some great suppliers um, from Turkey. Gosh, this time last year or mm. a few weeks ago last year. Um, some really exciting stuff. Right. They so had some are, paper products. Okay. So how do you think? the conversation with Chinese suppliers changes because of all of the other options that buyers have, or does it not change at all? Because Chinese suppliers know that, hey, they have the best products, they have the best prices, they have the best supply chain. So how does all of these you know, alternative oh, that's a, options available? That's a wide open question. So first, before I talk about that, just a quick shout out and, 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 um, uh, best wishes, a heartfelt wishes to everyone in Philippines going through, oh, yes. I mentioned Philippines going through their storm, everyone yeah. 
in Turkey going through that horrific earthquake. So first of all, thoughts out to, to all of them. Um, but your question, I'm gonna approach your question in a different way. It's yes, China is huge. And according to the economists just about 10 days ago, China is almost back to pre-pandemic pre um, production levels again. That's mm -hmm. really, really exciting. But with all of these other markets and people becoming more aware of these other markets, it's an opportunity not just to say, hey, this is my product. I'm gonna look at a price in China and I'm gonna look at a price in uh, Taiwan. I'm gonna look at a price in Vietnam. I'm gonna look at a price in Mexico. I'm gonna look at a price in India and so on instead. It's like, oh, let me look at India and see what is unique and special there that I can't get from China. I'm going to look at Mexico and say, what can I do here that I can't do? What can I get in Ecuador that I can't get uh, from China? and so on, and start looking at those as opportunities, not alternatives. That's gonna be important. Fantastic, yes, that is absolutely great advice. And I see a lot of people making this mistake. They're sourcing a specific product in China, and then they come to India or, you know, they, they come to my Facebook group, for example, and say, I'm looking for this specific product in India. No, it doesn't work that way. You have to understand what India's strength is, what Vietnam's strength is, and, and you know, look for those products. If you're looking for an electronics products in India, it's not gonna work um, at all. Um, okay, fantastic. And then Stephen, what about this $5 million case study? <laughs> what is that all about? Oh, so I want, we wanna bring the workshop into places that people have not seen before. And one of the great ways of doing that is actually follow some real products and see what you can do with real products. Because um, as I said earlier, this is a time to be bold. So I'm going to hold off on some of those details until the actual workshop. But I am sure people would be thrilled to hear about what it takes to have a $5 million product and this is 5 million. It hasn't even been a year yet. Mm -hmm. um, this could get a lot bigger. Actually, to be frank, it already is larger than 5 million. Wow. Um, so we're gonna be going through that. And some, how do you say, how, how do you say nicely, smaller products that are just a million plus. <laughs> and listen to what I'm saying. I'm not saying brands, I'm not saying multiple products on top of another product on top of another product and build up your Amazon store to be over a million. I'm saying products. That's something that our veteran sellers have not had experience with yet. And there's all sorts of other things we have for veteran sellers as well. We were talking the other day about um, um, negotiating as a woman in China. So these are exciting things that we're going to be covering. So it's absolutely there. If you are new to this, if you are new to sourcing from China, if you've only done one or two products, this is what, this, you wanna attend this, you wanna learn. But if you've been doing this for five, six, 10 years, and, and, and I have friends of mine who have been, um, who are excited about the stuff that we're gonna be covering, um, this is why I can't wait. It's gonna be so much fun. 
And it's going to be like this, like a conversation for us. It's going to be very engaging and interactive. There's going to be some role playing and so on. And there's going to be experts that you guys haven't been exposed to yet. So that's going to be great. Can I, can I share about one of them right now? Yes, absolutely. Go for it. Okay. So, so uh, Tim Bush is going to be joining me. So anyone who's ever thought about getting into large big box retail stores, um, he is the man. Uh, you may have followed his podcast uh, on the shelf, um, or you may have run into him um, uh, through his VIP group. Uh, I love describing Tim as not only someone who has helped entrepreneurs expand their business off of Amazon and into retailers, but he's also helped countries. Um, you know, the, the, uh, um, departments of, of export and industry and so on have called him in for uh, the UK. He's consulted with um, El Salvador, with Brazil, with Singapore, um, with South Korea. They bring him in to help the country expand their exports, their industries, and get sales out of them. And he's going to be coming and joining us as well. So uh, we've got a couple of, of fun experts. This is, told, if, you are, if you are new, you wanna be there. If you are a veteran, if you are experienced, you want to be there. 2021 is the year to take your business to the higher level. And that's what we're here for. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for bringing uh, Tim on, uh, on this workshop. You know, it's much appreciated. I'm sure people are gonna learn a lot from him. So. First Hopefully all, they learn a little bit from me and a lot from them. <laughs> yes. Um, and then you were also mentioning Joe Reichfield. Yes, yeah. absolutely. There is no one with, with more in-depth Amazon experience than Joe. And I'm thrilled that, that he's going to be there to be, to when people have those tough questions, I don't have to shrug my shoulders. <laughs> Joe is there with, with the details and, and the knowledge and, the data and the uh, analysis that he's he's known for so that's really powerful and he also does pinterest doesn't he absolutely yeah absolutely no yeah. one better no one yeah. better gosh unbelievable so uh so this we've scheduled six hours for this workshop Stephen. are you sure we're going to be able to keep it to six hours <laughs> um So we have to like make sure that we, we will, are free for the whole day. <laughs> we will we will do our best to keep it to six hours. But if I, I think I've I've got enough of a reputation about answering people's questions. People have questions, they'll be answered. I want to make sure everyone um, has things addressed. So if it goes maybe just maybe just one or two two or hours <laughs> hours over. <laughs> Fantastic. I just cannot believe how much value you're going to be, uh, you know, providing in this workshop, really. Um, six hours of content. I mean, <laughs> it's totally amazing. And I think the environment that we're we, doing this. There will be a break so we can all get more cups of coffee in between. Yes. And bio breaks and all. <laughs> And it'll all be recorded. I also want to just tell people everything's going to be recorded. So in, we'll be sending out all the files later. And Answering questions, making sure people get the information that they need. Um, I'm all about that, as you know. And uh, we want to make sure that, uh, uh, yeah, we will try to keep it to six hours. But I'll admit, 
there might be a chance we go over. <laughs> yes. And um, yeah, I think, you know, I, I've attended so many conferences, virtual conferences, webinars in the recent few months. And I think there's been an overload of e-commerce conferences. Um, but that's why I wanted to do Global Sources Summit a little differently. And that's why all presentations are conducted live. There are no pre-recorded sessions, no um, replays or um, on-demand videos. There, everything is live. And that is a risk, I understand. As an event planner, I know there's a risk. What if the speaker's internet doesn't work or you know, there could be technical issues. But I think um, you know, I'm, I'm willing to take that risk because I know that providing this sort of content in real time and being able to ask questions and get your specific answers. Um, I think that's very, very valuable and people will definitely um, be able to learn a lot more than they do, than they would have just listening to a presentation or listening to somebody speak in a you know, recorded presentation. Absolutely. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be so much value. And it's going to be different than everything that we've been looking at. There are some been some fabulous online uh, uh, seminars and webinars and online events with great people talking. But this is the one that sets itself apart. Everyone knows Global Sources Summit. I mean, they've built up a reputation. You guys have built up a reputation for years of being the best of the best. This is where people go when they want to take their their business, you know, up. But now we're not just saying we're taking it up, we're taking it into the future. That's what you want to know. Exactly. So yeah, I would encourage everyone to check out the summit at globalsources.com forward slash summit. There is, including Stephen's workshop, we've got 27 hours of content of real live content that we're going to be sharing with you. So we've got over 25 speakers and um, we haven't even touched many of the presentations and the topics over here, but there's, there's lots of panel discussions, ask me anything sessions, um, interactive uh, presentations, workshops. So definitely check out the website, globalsources.com forward slash summit. And um, it's very affordable. I mean, I have to point out that um, it's, it's not a free workshop uh, or, um, you know, the summit is not free, but you have to pay a very nominal cost. I would say the summit costs $45, 45 US dollars. So I, I don't think that's a lot of, um, you know, money in terms of compared to what, what, how much content you're getting and how much direct access you're getting to all of the experts. And then the workshop costs $145. But if you buy, uh, if you want to attend both the summit and the workshop, you will get a discount and you can get that, that ticket for $170 US dollars. So I think that's not a lot of. Uh, oh, yeah. You don't have to worry about getting on an airplane right now. So yes. you're saving money right <laughs> there. Even though I love Hong Kong, I love Hong Kong. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Well, Stephen, I am looking forward to this workshop and um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. And, and it is November 10th, 11th and 12th. Yes, that's right. Those are the dates and the workshop is going to be held. Um, so this is a bit tricky. November 12th, 2 p.m. Pacific time. So that is November 13th, 7 a.m. Melbourne time. <laughs> and 
Yes. So it's a bit tricky, but all of the information is on the website. So go check it out for sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Stephen, for your time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.